Hello, 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 everybody. How is everybody doing today? As I, okay, we're good. I don't have to, I'm not going to press play. I'll deal with my, my setup on Facebook after. So welcome to our Heal a Unicorn podcast. It has been a couple of weeks, right? Two weeks we've been off, yeah. Uh, so I am officially moved into this new house, this new office. Maybe I'll show you the view of the surroundings afterwards, uh, but there's nothing pretty to see here. And it's only been a week since we've been here. So today we wanted to discuss the good girl syndrome. This is something that many, many, many girls, women are living with and are not fully aware of it. And this is the biggest reason why they find themselves feeling unworthy, unloved, unappreciated, sad, depressed, and overwhelmed as well. Because all of these things, they do connect back to to us, to who we are. And part of who we are is a good girl. I'm a very good girl. <laughs> I don't like to get in trouble. And even though there's a, I, I also used to work in the bank. So banks were always like black and white. There's not very much gray in between. So you do something, there's consequences for it. When you're a child, you do something, there's consequences for it. And the world, um, I'm very tired, so my some of my words might be coming out sounding a little bit different <laughs> than uh, normal. It's like a new accent that I have <laughs> when I'm tired. <laughs> so bear with my accent. Uh, but the world teaches us how to be a good girl and what a good girl is about. Our parents did a great job teaching us that as well. And it's not a bad thing. It really is not a bad thing being a good girl. It's a great thing. That means that you're really in tune with your inner self and your feelings and emotions. So it's a very good thing that you are a good girl because you know bad girls do bad things. But then again, bad girls do bad things that we think might be bad, but they're not bad. Anyways, um, it's just a matter of finding that balance for yourself and what kind of a good girl do you actually want to be? And what that means to you. That, that's what it's all about. It, we're not here to tell you that you got to turn around and be a bad girl now. It's not about that. It's about you choosing what kind of a good girl do you want to be and why. What does it look like? What does that feel like? Why do you want it? Right? What's working? What's not? They're really like taking stock of everything that you are doing that is good. Um, uh, one of the, um, so let's talk about energy levels, the seven energy levels. Bethany, you are pretty fluent in the seven energy levels at this point. So what energy level would you say that a good girl is most often residing in or at and why? You know, I would have to say a four, a four for most, but for me, a four and a five, because at a four and a five, you're caregiving, you're seeing opportunities and things. Um, but then I, I also it comes to me like energy level six and seven. So I really want to say all the higher. Yeah, but see, I'll, I'll, 
interrupt you there because we're talking about this is what you're talking about is a healed good girls okay right uh, because when a healed good girl that is aware that she's a good girl what she's doing and how she's okay. doing she's very self-aware and therefore she's a level four she's caregiving right to herself and to others but if it came to a choice herself or others she will put others first that's what indicates that you are level four energy um, and level five is when you are healed because level five and level three are very similar in a sense that in level three which is a rationalizer you will rationalize to make sense of a situation whereas at level five the rationalization is not there you just see opportunity so something happens it it is it, that's what it is that's it like you don't need to interpret it or explain it to yourself that's level three so level four right head on the nail and i know why you're talking about level five and above because <laughs> both you and i good girls who are healed or healing uh, i believe most of us are healing um, and then when we're healed we're you know it's, it's a different place but here we're talking more about the good girls that are wanting to heal and are um, more in a different energy level where there's still conflict internally because when there's no more conflict internally that is a healed good girl that knows her boundaries and is not afraid to set them not afraid to speak up for herself and sees opportunity and everything and she has found for the most part the balance between you know everything that she does in her life uh, so now the good girl um that is not healed and wants to heal. so what would be the other energy level or levels that she would um she would often be found at i'd probably at more of the three that's three and a four yeah because I mean, level one and two, you're so like, you're in that victim state. But at the same time, level two is like when you're fighting. So like you're fighting to be that, to be what you want. Mm -hmm. Hmm. I'm going to go with three. Because like, I feel like for the good girl, you had to have some like advancement in level energy in the levels because you're not in that down place of like oh poor me you know like victim mm -hmm. and you're not like totally like angry but there might be some anger in it because you know you're not finding that self-love and like you know that confidence quite yet you know it might be there but you're building it so I would say a three three four probably yeah yeah you're right um what and what would you say um so when we are being a good girl when we are helping others when we're putting somebody else first and you know it goes level three is part of level four you know figuring out what's in it for us as well and what's in it for them and why we're doing it and making sense of it even if we don't fully agree on what we are doing and helping because often we will do things that we don't want to do and put somebody else completely first and go against um, our better judgment 
because there's a lot of resistance that we feel. So what happens or what level would you say a good girl often goes to when she feels that um, lack of appreciation for a sacrifice? It always feels like you sacrifice everything to do this thing for you because you wanted me to, and then there's no appreciation after that. So what level would she go to and why? I would say level one, because you're now, you're not feeling that appreciation. So you're like, well, like you're questioning yourself. You're doubting yourself. Am I enough? Like what's going on? I put my all into this and I'm not feeling appreciated and I'm not feeling heard and seen and loved. Um, but you could always use that to push yourself back up on the energy levels. But with the stage we're talking about, that's when I feel like that, you know, that's when you get that down state. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And here's the triangle that forms during this internal struggle. You're at level four, you're giving and giving and giving. Okay. Um, and then level three, you might be prior to giving, you rationalize and you see, like I was saying before, so you might start at level three, you rationalize of why you want to help that person and you find different reasons why it's going to, you know, benefit you and how it's going to benefit you and how maybe you perhaps might get closer to this individual as well. Um, often these um, unhealed good girls, they will sacrifice their own time their own um you know their own money as well to help somebody else out and then what happens is afterwards when there is no appreciation or not or i don't want to say not enough but at the same time it is not enough appreciation that it's so minor that it's not even noticeable that you don't even feel that because some people will say oh thank you thank you so much but you feel like that thank you is not really a thank you or they're, they're doing something else so, so for example one of the things I've recently, uh, you know, was talking about with one of the women that I met was um, um, how she was helping out at her mother-in-law's house. And then afterwards, there were things um, she was organizing and decluttering and cleaning out on the house, right? And how there were... Uh, there were things in the house that uh, they were going through, the family was going through and saying, who should we give this to? And they decided we're going to give it to this person, to this person, to this person, to this person, to this person's kid, to that person's kid. And not a word about her, the only one person who was working there for the entire week for free, physically doing all these things. So how would that make that individual feel? And she was also doing it to get closer to them to, because she wants to feel like she's part of the family. And in the end, none of that happened. So of course, then the individual goes into level one, which is the victim. What about me? I'm the one and nothing wrong with that because this is exactly what pretty much any of us would react or how we would react to something or respond to something. You're putting so much work and effort. And in the end, you get nothing and you're completely ignored and you're not even invited to any events. Of course, you're going to feel like, what am I? You know, the ugly duckling, what about me? What do I get mine? 
right? And the only way out of that, what would you say, Bethany? I mean, there's not one way out. Right. There's many ways out, but. For me, because I was there, man, a few, 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 oh, a few years ago before I came to uh, finding my authentic self, before I went into self-care, I was that type of person, that good girl, where I would do, I'd give, 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 and then I would rationalize things. And sometimes it would go to anger if I didn't, you know, if I, since I wasn't hurt, I'd be like, <laughs> you know, what about me and getting angry? And then some, and then it goes to that one. So being there and living through that and working through it and growing through it, I would have to say the thing that really helped me get out of that was self-care and self-love, loving myself, giving to myself um, and finding the tools and to work through things, getting a life coach. Like when I had uh, when I was blessed to have you um, be my life coach for a little while there, um, that was that was huge, huge personal growth and development helped me get out of that because I was able to finally see the big like the bigger picture. You know, like I was so I was tunnel visioned in the small thing. I didn't have any confidence, and now like I like to call myself a magical warrior unicorn because I am on fire and I got this and I know I got this and now and and I still have my times where I'll go down to level one but like I was mentioning earlier I know how to bring myself up with my tools and medicines that I've learned so I don't stay there long you know I find that and sometimes I'll go out into nature and any or any kind of self-care you know, I like to do the thing where you go like this with your hands to release the energy, or if I want to dance, you know, put on a song real quick and just dance or do a quick yoga flow, go outside and walk on the grass barefoot. Um, by, you know, playing with my son, having quality time with my family, having quality time with myself and journaling and singing as my son is right now. <laughs> He's telling so, you. Know, yeah, right. Yeah. And so all these things helped me get out of that place and helped um, upgrade my good girl to where I wanted it to be, to the healed. And because I'm still healing, there's still stuff I'm working through, stuff I'm uncovering. But, you know, like now I have those tools and medicines. So it's just when those times come up, it's like that lesson, that growth that I'm like, yes, here's another place I can work on and be the best version of myself. Those little golden yeah. nuggets or silver lining, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> but yeah, yeah so that's a gratitude. Ooh, that's a big one too. Gratitude was huge. Getting into a gratitude practice. Um, and another thing I guess that comes to mind is routines. Getting, getting a solid routine, having that AM routine, having that PM routine, you know, your daily routine, setting the schedules, you know, have order and structure. That helped as well as long with commitment and consistency I could go on <laughs> there's so many different things but even just starting with one was huge yeah. journaling you know doing the self-care and self-love was where I started um and taking the time to question and be more open-minded and open-hearted as well yeah so what I really heard you say um, I'll apply it in the energy levels. Level four, the caregiver. Give it to yourself first 
before anybody else so putting yourself first caring for yourself first making sure that your cup is full that you're in a good place and if you want to say no you say no and a reminder that no is a full sentence so which means you do not have to go into explanation you do not have to do anything and try this power move okay say no and you can politely with a smile, walk away without saying anything else. And I know some of you are listening, <laughs> probably like, oh my God, oh my God, I cannot do that. No, 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 no. Try it. You might like it. Right. And it's not in a mean and a rude way. It's in the way um, somebody asks you something. And at this point, maybe they've asked you enough times and you already said no. And then you can walk away right, without having to explain anything. So using level four for yourself, being the caregiver to yourself and putting yourself first before somebody else. How, um, and the reason for that is because if you are operating an optimal state, if you feel great, if you had enough rest, think of a day, you all have had this day where you had enough rest, you ate well, you had enough water, you avoided caffeine. I'm sorry, but you avoided caffeine. Um, you went out in nature and you just felt great the whole entire day. Your body, your mind, your soul, your spirit, you felt great. Okay. How much can you help someone? in that state a lot like a lot right you can give so much at that state because what's really happening is your cup is overflowing you're feeling great and you're feeling proud and you're feeling confident you're feeling brave you're feeling inspired you're feeling motivated you feel like you just climbed mount everest and you can give a lot from top of mount everest okay now think about the day where you woke up and you felt like crap you had aches and pains you ate crap you didn't drink enough water you had coffee all day past probably 3 p.m so you couldn't even go to sleep properly you just feel like tired and exhausted no coffee is helping why it's because of the internal world that is happening the turmoil that you're going through stress you may be dealing with anxiety pressures external pressures internal pressures that you put on yourself so there's a lot happening how much can you help someone from that state because that energy transfers as well. You go and you spend time with your best friend. She's going to feel your shit and you're going to exchange a bunch of shit in between, right? So that's why everyone that I work with, Bethany was no different. Level four, you apply level four to yourself first, and then you're able to put everybody else before you. Okay. And that is how you can avoid going into level one. Um, as much as you did before you can't fully avoid going there we all do we all do throughout the day it's a roller coaster we're not at just one level throughout the day we're all over the place um and we are always going to be healing 
we're always going to have something that we are working through, that we are overcoming something new that we're learning. Uh, something new we're meeting. There's always going to be something new in our life that is going to um, test us. That's what we were all familiar with. Why is life test testing me? Why are these things always happening to me? That's level one. Uh, but then again, it, it also depends how you say it. Why do these things always happen to me? I hate it. This is such a horrible, shitty world. That's level two, right? So you, you can get angry about things and neither one or level one or level two, they're not bad or good, but they are energy drainers. And level three, is also an energy drainer because it takes energy to work through something inside or outside to rationalize and come to that decision or that conclusion or to that place. So uh, good girl is also people pleasing. Like she is a master people pleaser. And I'm sorry to say, is often taken advantage of. Hands down, always taken advantage of. And in, in the family, there usually is one person who is like out of the children who is a people pleaser as well. And that would be the individual that were always going back and helping their parents, right? And again, it's not a good or a bad thing, but that needs to be equally spread out among every family member should not follow one um, often i hear stories like um, uh, a parent gets sick and one of the kids disappears basically once can't help always busy always working always something but if they cared enough and if it was somebody else they would find the time and then the other child is always there, always helping, feeling like they're responsible, that they have to do it, that they're, they're good. And my parents did this for me. And that is not fair because the parents spent equal amount time and effort and energy raising both kids. So the return should be equal. It shouldn't be one over the other. So what do you do in situations like that? Like, Bethany, what would you do in a situation like that? Well, for one, I did come from a situation like that. Um, when I was younger, um, my parents came to me for a lot of things. Um, I was always taking care of my brothers. My older brother didn't really do all that. He was more playing video games, which at the time, you know, it is what it is. Um, but, you know, coming from that, I had to step back take a step back and really just be me and find myself. And then I noticed it started to become an equal thing between me and all my brothers instead of it just being on me and not, and really just realizing that it's not on me. You know, I don't have to have that thought process. I don't, it doesn't need to be there anymore. You know, it's not necessary. It's that caregiving um, when you're caregiving too much and you're overthinking, oh, well, what if, what if I stop and they don't, they don't love me anymore? Or, you know, like, what if something happens because I'm not doing this? And not, like, I had to also take a step back and be, okay, that's, this is my parents' responsibility. It's not my responsibility to parent my brothers. 
and to be that person like and to yeah so I just I had to really just step back and kind of let them take it and I honestly was doing it until we I moved here to Michigan so I want to say I'm going on six years of living here maybe um, is it six or is it seven it's coming on that and when I moved here is finally when I was able to let it go and to realize what I was what was going on when I was a teenager and young adult mm-hmm. and then that's when like, well, my brothers were forced to step it up. You know, they had to. I couldn't just be the only one that everyone relied on for things anymore. And I didn't realize the drain it had on me back then. Um, and to realize, to see it now, it's just really, it's, I'm grateful for it because I've seen both sides now. I know what it felt to be like that. So now I can feel how it it feels to be this way where I am just, you know what? They have each, we all have our own human experience and they're just dealing with theirs and I'm dealing with mine. We're not dealing, but you know, I'm living in mine and they're living in theirs and you know, there's, yeah, yeah, there's just- Well, I'm glad to hear that you've had this experience. And that you're able to speak from firsthand experience. Um, and what I heard you say is that you chose yourself. And also that you basically did not give them a choice. That you said, I've, you know, it's like I've done enough. Um, I'm not the only one that's responsible for these things. All of you guys are more than capable this is what I'm going to continue doing a little, little part. And then the rest, sorry, I can't boundary set and walk away. No choice. What happens when you choose yourself and give others no choice to, but to come and help, they will figure it out and they will find a way. If you really, really, really want something, you will figure out and you will find a way how to get it done. Okay. Um, And even if you really don't want to do something and your family needs you to do something and you are partially responsible and you have no choice that you can't just walk away. If it's one child, you can't really do anything. But if it's two, three, four, five, six, you got to be spread out equally, right? How many days of the week? Start there. Yeah. Um, And the other thing I also wanted to mention is is how do I even like started it? I, I tried to say things in the nicest way possible without offending people. Um, but if I do offend someone right now, just giving you <laughs> heads up, but here's the thing. When somebody asks you for help, you also, and also haven't gone through, you know, depression myself. Um, I utilize what I've learned while I was on that journey. And when somebody asks you for help, friend, family member, I want you to evaluate what it is that they're actually asking you to do and if they're capable of doing it themselves. Because if they can do it themselves and they're more than capable and it's going to actually benefit them, then I want you to figure out how you can get them to do it on their own without you doing it for them. I'll give an example. Um, Let's talk about my in-laws. 
Okay. <laughs> if they're watching here, if you're watching, great. If not, um, or if you're watching, sorry, but I'll give an example. Um, cutting the grass or, um, yeah, cutting the grass, summertime. This is something that they can do on their own. This is something that they can hire someone to do. And this is something that um, one of their sons can come and do for them. Now, they're getting of age and there's aches and pains and can't walk properly and these things. But me being the coach that I am and me understanding uh, the, the human psychology and the human body and how that if you stop working, your body will stop working. If you continue to move, your body will, will continue to move. Your body will adjust. It, and that just because you are 50, 60, 70, 80 years old does not mean that you have to live as the age that you are. I've met many people who were in their in their 80s, in, in their 70s, <clears throat> in their 70s, 80s, and 90s, and they were physically active. They were still cutting their grass. They were still cleaning their, their lawn of snow. They were still doing gardening. They were still walking their dogs. They were still doing these things. And they, they were not acting as if they were their age, right? And that's why I want you to ask yourself and evaluate that act that task or that action that somebody's asking you to do, like a, like a kid as well. A kid will, all of us, we'd rather somebody else comes in and does something for us so we can sit down and do absolutely nothing. But sitting down and doing absolutely nothing is go, only going to quicken the <laughs> decomposition part of our bodies. You know, we're slowly going to start decomposing faster by sitting still, okay? Studies have been done on that. That's why if, when you're, when you have a, a desk job, you got to get up and you got to move every 15 minutes, 15, one, five, um, and for a couple of minutes at least. That's why you go and take a break, you stretch, um, go to the bathroom, do something. Don't just sit still because the body starts to decompose, your muscles weaken. So that's why it's important when it comes to our parents to help them but not help them in the way that we're taking opportunities away from them for growth. Because growth comes in different shapes and forms. It comes in muscle growth. It comes in, you know, regaining function of your body. That's why I wanted to mention this part. Just because you want to be a good girl. Just because I want to be a good girl does not mean I'm going to go and do all these things for people that I know that they're more than capable of doing. Uh, that helping is great, but knowing when and what. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I actually, an example myself, uh, just this last year, my parents um, had to find a new place. Uh, to live, to move to. And it, with the house that they had, I helped them find it. I got it for them. I took it onto my responsibility to find them a place. But me being 2,600 miles away from my parents, 
well, I was, I, I couldn't, there was nothing I could do. I could help them find something here. Sure. But they didn't really want to uproot their life that way and come. I mean, sure. I would love them to come to Michigan, but you know, eh, it's their journey. It's their life. They don't, they don't want to, and that's okay. But I had to really sit down and evaluate because that came up for me was like, oh my gosh, well in the past, I just went and helped them. I found them a place to move to and they lived there for 10 years and that started to come in with this. But then I realized because all the work I've done that this was part of their lesson, like you're saying, I couldn't, I couldn't help anymore because if let's say they would have found a place 10 years ago instead of me, they maybe would have had, they would have learned something from then and would able to bring it here. But instead I learned it because I did it. And so I knew what to do. I knew what, you know, and they, they learned, you know, with this new journey for, they learned themselves, which in the past, I think I took that away from them by being too, oh no, I got this. Powerful, being a good girl. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Thinking that's what I needed to do. But in all reality, I just needed to be there, love them, support them, let them know, hey, we're here for you. And I did like my poems, they came in handy. They, they, it really did help them. And so I helped them in the way that was expanding for both of us. Cause they, I, I believe that they did learn a lot from finding that new place. They did it all by themselves. There you go. And see, and that shows that they were more than capable of doing it the first time around. Exactly. It was really inspiring. Yeah. Yeah. Help inspire me. My, uh, my, uh, my mother-in-law, while we were buying and selling the houses, she mentioned that, oh, I want to move. I'd love to move, but I don't know how to look, how to do all these things. My response was, you can learn. I can help you to learn, but I cannot do it for you because it takes a lot of time and my time is valuable. Right. So I cannot look for a house, but I can help you in understanding how to do that, how to look for a house, how to find it, how to, you know, uh, then you have to go and drive and deal with it. I can't do that for you. And then I know on top of it, then all the packing and all the moving, all that stuff, that's not something that I can, I mean, I can help with it, but at the same time, my time is also valuable, right? Time is money. And I can spend my time doing other things that will help my business grow and my pocket grow instead of doing that. Because other people, there are many other people out there that will probably do that. I'm sure there are companies you can hire and they will pack everything for you. Moving companies, they actually do that. They pack everything yeah. for So if you don't want, you know, if you don't want to do it yourself, you can pay someone to do it. Then the response would be, you know, if the, this wasn't the response, this wasn't the conversation that, that, that we were having afterwards. It was just, you know, the beginning what I said, I can help you to, to learn, I can help you to learn how to do all that. But if the response was, I can't afford it because this is the response that every single being usually responds with, whether outwardly or inside our minds that we can't afford it. My response will be, is how can you not afford it, right? If you don't want to do it yourself, if you'd rather do something else, then why not pay someone to do it for you, right? Is this a skill that you want to learn to do on your own? For me, yes. Packing, yeah. 
So I learned and I learned the first time we moved and the first and the second time we moved and this was the third time, right? And I've learned this skill. Um, I mean, we also moved from Russia. That was another skill where you, <laughs> you have nothing but the things in your back. Um, but then my response as, you know, the ex-banker as well is then you figure out how the money from you moving from this place, moving to this place, that there is enough exchange where you have more in your pocket and then you can actually afford it, right? So there are ways around that as well. At the end of the day, we are here to help each other to grow and become a better person, but we're not going to be able to allow you to do that by doing all the work for you. Yeah. Right? That's kind of like the the thought process that I have in my mind. Like when the kids come and they would love for me to do all their homework to do everything. And I can't, right? One is in grade six and or seven. I don't even know what grades they are in when they don't go to a physical class. I don't see the papers. It's kind of hard to remember. One is in grade three, the other one is in grade seven, I believe. So she has one more year. Um but if I do it for them now, then I'll have to continue to do it. And then later on, it'll be harder for them to learn. Like with your parents, I'm sure if they did it the first time around on their own, it, the second time would have been much easier because they already had that experience under their belt. But because you did it for them, you got to learn. You got to benefit from that. So it will be easier for you. But for them, it's like the older you get, the more experience you have, sometimes it can be harder for you to start learning a new skill that you avoided learning in, you know previously so um that's the other that's the other i guess side to it so in conclusion bethany good girl syndrome what do you um how do i what would you say is the benefit or advantage and disadvantage of being a good girl? Um, advantage, you're gonna be our, your, your authentic self. You're gonna love yourself, um, have that confidence. You're gonna be that best version of yourself that you wanna be. Uh, disadvantage, I don't see, for me personally, I don't see a disadvantage in it. Like, but, what about the then looking at it from uh unhealed good girl right? well, unhealed you're you're gosh there i mean there's a lot of disadvantages of being the unhealed because you're you're going so quick to that victim state that you're not able to find the opportunities you're going too quick to that overthinking. Um, oh my gosh, what is going to happen here? Well, what? And you're not trusting the process. But when you're in that healed or healing good girls stay uh, part, you see that opportunity. You see that there's more to it, and you can go and expand from it. I guess the unhealed, it's more of it's more draining on you. And the other one is more expanding and growing and you feel lighter and brighter. Um, and the other one just feel small and dull and 
just like, eh, you know, like, uh, well, it's the, why bother? Like, you know, being so, yeah. Um, so I see so much advantage in being the healing and healed good girl. But there's also some advantage in the unhealed because you're learning, you're learning so much, you're growing and you're getting all that in your tool belt and you're learning the medicines that gets you to move forward and expand instead of staying in that, like, that's victim mindset. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure there are many people that would have this question. How long? can someone expect to shift from unhealed to healing good girl? Gosh, that's, that's honestly, it's different for everyone. Um, there's not a set time. It's really just how, how much do you want to grow? How much are you willing to change those old stories and habits that are bringing you down? How much are you willing to invest in yourself? Like, are you willing to do it? Like for me, I want to say the healed probably at the beginning of this year is more when the healed side of me came out. Um, and as I mean, I was healing and I was healed. I thought I was healed, but really I was just unraveling more and more to get to the state where I'm at. But I want to say at least two years um, for myself, maybe a little less. Um, but I'm growing and I'm learning and I'm still, still getting to that place that I want to be because I'm always finding new things to grow and learn with. So it's really, it's up to you on how fast you want to go. Yeah. And also your perception. Mm -hmm. Perception is everything because I'm sure you can sit there and say that well maybe I'm not fully healed right And, and changing your perception and looking at it as this is not good enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the that is also part of the healing feeling that this is not good enough or thinking that it's not good enough and wanting to do more and wanting to become better but also taking the time and this is the difference between unhealed and healing is taking the time to identify what is the not enoughness coming from mm-hmm. and then so identifying you know this blog this not enoughness and then working through it or simply just, you know, recognizing the silliness of the not enoughness and where it's coming from. Because quite often it's it's really ridiculous and it's not it's not even realistic. And I say that wanting you to also test us out and question yourself mm-hmm. and questioning yourself and questioning everything around you is something that we were born to do and then you were taught to be a good girl and a good girl does not ask questions that's another thing so at some point you stopped asking questions because you you want to be a good girl but part of being a good girl is continue to ask those questions so you continue to become a better and better and better and better and better at everything that you do and everything that you are so that's why I want you and then you know the good girl unhealed she's not going to ask questions because she doesn't even feel worthy enough or perhaps not even aware that um, she needs to ask questions now there's nothing wrong with asking questions society teaches us you know the the big bosses that are (laughs) governing everything they teach us don't ask questions 
this is what it is, that's it, right? Don't ask questions. Whereas that's not how we were born to be. We were born curious. We were born full of questions. That's why when kids start talking, they're not fully talking, but they're asking questions because they want to know more. And not just, this is what it is. Why? Because I told you so. That's not a response. That's not an answer. That causes them to feel like they're being bad. So elaborating, answering, and yes, they can be annoying. And I know the moment they ask questions and you respond, they'll be more and more and more. Trust me, I know. And they and they won't leave you alone. And it'll be all day and all night. And during the breaks and during the actual class, they come into you and asking questions. So my son is like that right now. That's why I'm speaking from experience where it's just more and more and more questions. And then more exploration, more science experiments, more stabbing of the box. <laughs> he wants to sit in the box and have air in that box so he makes holes in it. But the thing is, this is part of what it is to be human. And asking questions is the biggest part of that because not only does it expand our minds, it allows us to create bonds with the individuals that we're asking questions, individuals that we're interacting. And if that individual happens to be yourself, you're building a bond and you're growing a bond with yourself by asking these questions. Why do I feel the way that I feel now? Why do I feel like I'm not enough right now? What is it that I'm not doing? Right. And then also, identifying that, you know, questioning that thing that you're not doing, is it really for you or for somebody else? Because we're here helping you to finally decide. Decide means to cut off from all the other possibilities. Decision, decide, you cut everything off. I, you know, we're both here helping you to decide that you want to continue to be a good girl, but move towards a healing good girl and it does take time it does take effort and is not it's not as hard as our mind is telling us it is i really want you to question that as well because the mind goes oh my god two years i don't have two years that's too much for me to be healing and continue to heal that i'll never get there you won't get there i'm not here to tell you that you're going to wake up one day and you will be completely healed and transformed and everything is going to be perfect and there's not going to be any issues no obstacles nothing like that it's not going to happen why? Because life is designed in the way to give us opportunities for growth. But what will happen is that your mindset will shift. Your perception will shift from why are these things happening to me to, oh my God, it sucks as it happened, but I see I'm going to get this and this and this and this and this out of it. Like just seeing opportunity. That's what life is all about is just shifting perception shifting the way that we view things and it does take work and effort bethany two years right and it's still in progress it's still working oh yeah definitely yeah right? yeah because um i mean of course like i felt it along the way but yeah two years 
was like really like when I like opened my eyes and I was like, whoa, like I finally, I, I see I'm piecing it. To, I guess the puzzle was more pieced together, but I was mm-hmm. getting those pieces and I was putting it together. And yeah, along the way, it was very fulfilling. Each step, each lesson, each obstacle, each experience, it was all like fulfilling and made me feel like, oh yeah, I'm at that point. But then something else would come up and it'd be like, oh, okay, well, I can work on this now. And, you know, and so it's that, it's like with uh, like life, you know, it's the number, it's a, it's, it's the ultimate game. And each experience and obstacle is just a level. It's the, it's the, the chapter in it. It's, yeah. it's the quest and the end really it's when you die that's the beginning is when you're born and just ongoing until you get to that point where it's time for you to leave your body and it's time to go move on for your energy to move on so it's like you know enjoying the journey as it going on and trusting the process and pushing past those limits definitely yeah and when you mentioned game I instantly thought this is exactly what it is because in the game when you're playing the first chapter in the game, you're playing, you're playing, you're getting good, you're getting better, you're getting better, you got the skill, I got this, great. What happens before you go to the next chapter? You're going to have a boss that you're going to have to beat based on the skills that you have just learned and acquired that were enough for you to overcome this boss. Okay, life is the same way. And then the next one is going to be the same thing, right? You're learning things and you're going to be given a test of all the skills that you have just acquired. And that's what it's all about. You're, you're going to go through life. You're going to learn, 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 learn. And then something is going to happen and you will, you will have a choice to level one, level two it or level three. And then from there, move on to level four, level five. And eventually level five will just become natural. But there'll still there'll still be moments where you've got to use level three to rationalize through and make you know make yourself feel better over things, and then you'll be giving, like I said, a choice: go low, right? You know, go low or rise above. To beat the boss or to put off beating a boss for a while, right? And then the next one. Yeah, I this. I know we're probably coming to a close here, but real quick, I was playing games, uh, playing Xbox games with my son. And there was this boss that was really hard and I kept, oh man, it was making me mad. And, but you know what I was, and I was going to quit and I'm like, hold on here. There's a lesson. And what, what am I teaching my son? If I just quit this game, showing him it's too hard. Okay. Well, I'm done. And so I, I ended up beating the level and I was just like, look, and I took it as time to show him personal development. Like, look, I, I worked hard on it. I, I did it. I failed, but then I used what I learned from the failure to push me to get through and to beat it. And look, we beat, we beat it. And it was just the most exciting thing. And it was like, dang, like this is exactly how it is with your personal growth and development as well. Yeah, exactly. And then one thing I will also add is that video games are more fun than life, but it's the same concept. And that's why so many people, especially nowadays, love video games and many are very addicted to video games because it gives a a pretty big sense of accomplishment that you've learned so much 
And because it's like, instead of you going through two years and getting to this point in a game, you can do that in one day. And like, it feels great. But the thing is, that's why that high does not last. That's why you go back to it more and more and more. But in life, it's such a small, it's like a drip feeding your fish. Yeah. But you're feeding your, yourself of these accomplishments and it feels seeming like it feels really small. It's almost like you go through the week where you feel like you didn't accomplish. For me, I, I went through a week and a half in this house and I feel like I didn't accomplish much in here. But then when I pause and say, wait, how true is this really? And that's my favorite question. Write it down for yourself. How true is this really? This thought, mm -hmm. this thing, whatever it is. How true is it really? Look around, not sure at all. I've done a lot in just a week and a half. So the same thing in the two years, we can, we can go through the two years and looking at it day by day and how much did I do? Not much, but looking back in the two years, that's a shit ton of stuff. A lot of bosses you beat, a lot of lessons you've learned and overcome. Um, and that, is what life is about. And that is what a good girl would do, right? Unhealed or healing, that's what she would do. She'll continue to keep going because she knows that there's going to be a reward in the end. You know, sooner or later, there's going to be a reward. And here's um, a little cherry on top, is that the longer it takes for you to get to the reward, the bigger the reward is going to be guaranteed when you're building a business when it takes you a really long time to build a business and you don't see the reward for a really long time when it happens it's going to be big it's going to be big and it's going to feel bigger than it actually is because you waited so long right so that's why it's also important to to remind yourself of these things that just because it's not happening now it's going to happen not today tomorrow i'm gonna wake up tomorrow i'm gonna feel great and that tomorrow will happen it will come right it's just one step at a time even a little step like i said it might feel seemingly small but looking back the tiny little steps they will they will be seen as bigger than they actually felt at that given point in time and that's all that's all really that's so, all now wrapping it up you're a good girl stay that way choose what kind of a good girl you want to be decide what do you need to do what do you want to do forget the need what do you want to do what do you choose to do to shift yourself to the good girl version that you want to be if you still want to stay in the place where you're not ready to start the healing journey absolutely fine you it will happen naturally it will happen on its own for you okay but if you're ready and it's already happening naturally for you now because all the things that have led up to this moment and you're ready to do the work there's many options for you of how you can do the work there's so much information in this video. Start applying them, doing them. You want to take it to the next step? Find someone you want to work with. Whether it's me, whether it's another coach, find someone you want to work with. And do not deny yourself and say that I can't afford it. I don't have the money. I don't have the time. 
stop thinking and focusing of on the lack and look at the bigger picture because this is what we do forget to look at sometimes or actually too many times is we focus on the here and now but sometimes it's very beneficial to step away and say okay if i do this now if i start working with yana now in six months from now where am i going to be how am i going to feel what kind of person am I going to be? What am I going to be doing, right? And I want you to really focus on the feelings. How are you going to feel six months from now? And use this video as an example. If you felt great after this video, after just an hour that we've been on here, how are you going to feel after having an hour in, in either one-on-one setting or a group setting, however you want to go about it? How are you going to feel after having an hour every single week with me or with your coach every single week for six months, three months, six months, 12 months, however you want to do it, right? Um, how are you going to feel after that time is done? What kind of a good girl are you going to be, right? So that's my closing thoughts, Bethany. What are your closing thoughts? You probably have a poem for us. I do, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love what you're saying and that's exactly how I feel about it too. But my poem, it is this. Um, Let gratitude dance in our beings. Let compassion and understanding sing through our mind and bodies. Thing, these things help me feel joy. Mm. Everything you were saying, it's it's like leading into everything that you're experiencing. You're experiencing gratitude, feel the gratitude. You're doing this, feel it, feeling, 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 feeling. Okay. That's all. We are human feelings, basically. <laughs> human beings are walking around feeling constantly, absorbing other people's feelings. And we're experiencing emotion based on our feelings, right? So it's important to pause and feel the gratitude feel the wind feel the fire feel the anger if you will feel it is also beneficial don't do it for long because i'm sure you know it's very draining because you feel tired like we want to take a nap after being angry for a long time uh, but anger anger serves a purpose you want to feel something Feel it. Identify what you want to feel. Feel it. Embody it. Choice. That's also what I guess I'm saying is we have a choice of how we can choose to feel. And it does come from practicing choosing. And only then we're able to, you know, tap into how we want to feel like this. This is something that, unfortunately, we weren't taught growing up. This is something that humans have strayed away from, but this is how children are still being raised in tribes. Within, you start with the breath. You learn your breath because that is the one thing that you have from the moment you are born and the moment that you die is your breath. And if you do not know how to control it, how to manage it, how to maintain your breath, because it changes based on how you feel. And if you don't know how to understand your breath, 
that is where you start. After okay. reaction. So that is how these kids are being raised. And they are so self-aware. They know themselves inside and out uh, in all areas of life. And here, we're not being taught to go within. We're taught to go outside and look at everything and make sure that we're being a good girl and doing everything good and right. But the healed or healing good girl will go from within and work from within and make sure she's in the healthy place and the, you know, in the place that she wants to be and then gives and gives and gives and gives. And she can give a lot more from that state as opposed to struggling and feeling and hurting. Um, then it's also, it just, it's, it seems to be piling on on top and top and on top. So if you're ready to take off the baggage, Wait, then take it off and put it beside you. Or better yet, <laughs> put it in the, in the fire pit. <laughs> Obviously, yeah, not the physical one. It's, this is just like the imagery that we can do, but we can all do that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Bethany, thank you everybody for listening and, and joining and re-watching the replay. And I really, really hope that you are taking notes as we go through all of this. And most importantly, you're taking the action. Because taking the notes is just one tiny part of it. The action part is the most important. Otherwise, we're just uh, collecting information. And, it, and if we don't do anything with information, then nothing is going to change. Just because we have the information does not mean it's going to change. And all of a sudden we are the healing good girls taking the action. That is what indicates that you are taking the steps in the direction that you want to go in. Okay. You taking the knowledge is the step as well, but it's not, um, it's not a big enough step. It's, it's a step and, it, and then it stops and nothing. To continue to take the steps, you got to take the actions to move yourself towards that direction that you want to go in. So that's it. So closing question, your biggest takeaway from this whole entire video. Um, do you have one, Bethany? I was going to say uh, the biggest takeaway for me is this is a huge synchronicity and a great reminder, um, especially me coming up on, you know, setting my new six month goals um, or my new focus and um, putting a close to and celebrating the last six months um, is to just choose yourself and that self care and loving yourself is very important. Yeah, and to remember that to explore yes. and uh, so much. I it just really was a great synchronicity and a huge reminder as well. Awesome, thank you, thank you for sharing that. And now I'm looking forward to hearing from everybody else what your biggest takeaway from this uh, podcast today was when we're talking about healing the good girl. Heal the unicorn is all about you know, the, the blocks, the struggles, the things that we go through, that we grow through, the aches and pains, everything, everything to better ourselves. That doesn't yeah. feel so great. So 
Thank you, thank yes, you, thank you, everyone. I feel like somebody's coming to say he um, wants to cry. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. I'm yeah. so grateful, and I look forward to next week. Yes, next week. Thank you, and I will see you next week. We'll come up with a topic, and so that way we can continue to promote the topics before we actually go live. Um, <laughs> there's so so many things that we can talk about and uh hearing from you guys from you uh, from our listeners and viewers what topics do you want us to cover is very very helpful because i mean this is how i came up with we came up with this topic right somebody came said uh started talking about things and it was the good girl syndrome we did talk about this so here we are uh, sharing what it is like living as a good girl and what it's like um you know as sorry what it's like living as an unhealed and healing good girl and now we have options and all the things that you can do in between tons of information tons of gold in here um so take it use it and i want to hear how it's going for you and thank you thank you thank you we love you send me some of love <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. And until next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>